Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. When it's time for you, and I mean you, anyone, to work on unworth, then you will choke on joy. Because that's what what happens when real goodness, real joy comes your way. It pushes up the, I couldn't possibly deserve this. What have I done to actually deserve this? Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Is happiness one of your deepest values? What if it interfered with your ability to solve problems? Paradoxically, what if your need to be happy is precisely what's making you not? We talk about this and other issues around how you relate to problem solving, which comes from the recording of the live course, Clear the Issue. Members get access to the live courses I teach three times a year and all of the past recordings, of course. For more information about the many benefits of Clear and Open membership and how to get more engaged in everything you do, please go to clearandopen.com. Also, I'm very excited to announce the launch of my new course, Accountability, Metrics, Money, and Shame. Get better results by living in reality. That's the name of the course. Employee disengagement is a worldwide epidemic, estimated to cost nearly a half trillion dollars a year worldwide. Lack of accountability and metrics are two of the biggest reasons why. You cannot have engagement without them. In this course, we address money in a way you've likely never thought of before. Money is the metric we all live with and the reality we deal with every day. So explorations into your relationship with money will reveal powerful insights about your relationship to the boundaries of reality itself, accountability, and shame, all related to engagement. For managers, if you can't feel the difference between remorse and shame, you can't manage to engage. It's that simple. When an employee does something bad, research shows that remorse creates change, whereas shame guarantees it happens again. What if you're unwittingly shaming your people, or on the other side, not ensuring they feel remorse when they mess up? How do you create metrics that show your people how they're doing and inspire them to excellence? How do you know you're tracking the right metrics so you know you're on track? This course answers all of these questions and more. It's more than just education and training. It's a transformational journey that improves every area of your life. When you complete this course, you'll have a vivid, actionable, and moving vision along with a dashboard to hold yourself and others, if applicable, accountable to achieving it. And you'll know how to own a task, project, or job like a champion. It all kicks off on April 5th and continues for a total of 11 weeks. Sign up at clearandopen.com slash AMMS. That stands for Accountability, Metrics, Money, and Shame. clearandopen.com slash AMMS. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Let's dive into our episode today. Whatever the problem was that you've been dealing with for 12 years, was it the way you view like did you begin viewing it differently like did you redefine the problem i guess or did you just relate to it differently or was it something else something else you know it's a great question what i would say is like what happened was there was just a confluence of events 
in like every domain of my life where it was sort of like in retrospect, I was pushing at it from one angle and it would like, it would, uh, how do I describe this? There's a metaphor right here. Like I want, like imagine it was like a balloon you want to pop, right? And I would push on it and the whole balloon would just move. And then I would push on it from another angle and it would just move. And from the top, it would move. From the bottom, it would just move. And then I was able to push on it from like every angle so that it couldn't move. And it just popped. So it required a kind of confluence of events. Certainly there was a, there was a frustration with me about it. There was a couple of weeks where I was more upset about it than I'd been in a long time. And, and then it showed up in a couple of other places where life held up some bigger mirrors. And sometimes that's how it happens. You know, I mean, that's what happens when you hit bottom, right? When you hit bottom, it means whatever your issue is, is showing up everywhere in your life and you're screwed, right? Your spouse leaves you, you're, you have no job, you know, your kids won't talk to you or whatever. It's sort of like this every domain thing. What's going on there is life is putting pressure on you from all angles. And that pressure, as difficult as it is, can is serving to wake you up to something. So it kind of is kind of the surrender that you're talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. And I think when, when that's going on to be able to look at that kind of pressure, now the kinds of pressures I was getting in this case was not a hitting bottom thing. It was actually more like a hitting top. It was like the, it was really good feedback in a lot of different places in a way that was difficult for me to digest. I was hitting some joy limits in some ways. And it was like feeling like I was drinking from a fire hose. But, you know, when I look back on it now, it was just like I had to just be persistent and trust that when the moment came for all to be revealed, it would be revealed. And it was. So I'm curious, um, and I don't know that there's an answer to this, but problems that persist over years, if those have to be dealt with in a different way than the problem of whatever it is that you can, you can define specifically and go through the whole process and, and figure out what your next steps are. It's kind of curious if the only reason I mentioned that is it had not occurred to me that you could have solved the problem with, from that perspective that you just said of like this firehouse of joy and like not being able to, like, <laughs> I always think of problem solving as like from the bottom up, you know, like it's a freaking you're trudging uphill, right? It is in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and you know, maybe the argument is, or not argument, but maybe the, maybe you had to go through all those other things, all those different angles to get to that point. I mean, letting in real goodness is actually way more difficult than dealing with pain. It's just that most people, you have to learn to deal with intense suffering and pain and difficulty first. And then usually the, the lesson of how to let in real goodness comes. What do you mean by real goodness? That which is beyond good and bad. So there's, there's good and bad on a content level. Like when people say they want to be happy, most of the time what people mean is they want to have good feeling experiences the vast majority of the time. That's what people mostly mean by happiness. This I would offer is an immature relationship to life. But everybody needs to experience that for themselves to pursue that happiness. 
and see what happens when they go for it. Because when, if, if your orientation toward fulfillment is having good feeling experiences the vast majority of the time, and that's what you think happiness is, inevitably what happens is you'll avoid real things that are not pleasant to feel. So essentially you mean the difference between instant gratification, happiness, and, and like true fulfillment. Yes, exactly. So to the degree one is oriented toward good feelings at the exclusion of realness, the avoidance of the realness will bite you in the ass and sober you up until eventually you lose your pursuit of happiness quest and you learn that actually mature fulfillment is abiding with what's real and true rather than just what makes you feel good. And then it's a journey of figuring out what is real and good. <laughs> yes. Now you're in the territory of the value of truth above comfort, mm-hmm. which maybe 1% of the world is actually interested in, probably more like 0.1%. But everybody's got to learn that their own way. You know, I can say that truth is a you know, more mature value than, uh, than happiness and ultimately leads to a deeper fulfillment. But you shouldn't believe me. You got to experience that for yourself. And some people are ready to do that. And some people are not. Some people can get that in their heads and go, Oh, that makes sense. The same way with money, you know, that we all know the phrase money doesn't buy you happiness yet. Look how many people are still trying. Right. And then you get to a point where you, you experience that firsthand when you get to X amount of dollars that you thought would make you happy. And then you come face to face, you actually experience it. That's when it changes. The most difficult lessons you have to learn are ones that you're going to have to experience for yourself. Sometimes we can learn from other people. Oh, money doesn't buy you happiness. Oh, that makes sense to me. And you won't have to learn that for whatever reason. But some people are going to have to learn that themselves. I've known since I was a kid that money wasn't going to buy, buy me happiness. I was just somehow I grew up with gifts around money. I, I, I never understood how reckless and bizarre people behave with money. That's just a gift I have. But uh, romantic love? No, I'm clueless about that. I've probably spent the rest of my life learning about that. And no matter how many books I read about it, I'm still going to bring my projections and distortions about it. I, that one I got to learn myself. So that's, it's, it's fine either way. Just be good to know which lessons you already got and which ones you're going to have to learn. Can I add something to that situation that Thomas asked about? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've experienced something like what you described, Joseph, recently in my life, having good fortune being a, a part of the catalyst for problem solving. Um, I've, I've been the recipient of a lot of good fortune recently in the form of uh, a number of clients who have expressed their, their, their trust in me and desire to work with our company all to, uh, in, in a very short period of time that's, that's giving us, uh, the whole company, a security of plenty of work over the, over the winter. And so sometimes my knee-jerk reaction to this is I don't deserve this and a fear of losing it. But one thing that I did, I think did differently this time, I said, well, okay, maybe, maybe I deserve it, maybe I don't, but what can I do to make sure that I deserve it? And so that was a, in a sense, a, um, a motivator to uh, how can I improve myself in a way that to that, sort of earn it, to earn it. Yes, exactly. Even if it's after the fact, uh-huh. and nice. that was a motivator too, to uh, how can I be a, 
the person that I want to be that that would be deserving of this and nice. and the good fortune I've received. Nice. So that that was a help from the from the top as well as from the bottom. I think. Nice. Very nice. And you, you brought up unworth, which is something, um, which is the sort of the existential version of shame. That's the bottom. When it's time for you, and I mean you, anyone, to work on unworth, then you will choke on joy. Because that's what, what happens when real goodness, real joy comes your way. It like oil pushes up the clear water it pushes up the, I couldn't possibly deserve this. What have I done to actually deserve this? And the answer is, so you think you need to have done something to deserve goodness? Well, you must not think you're very good then. You know, now we're right on the edge of, of talking about spirituality now, because that, that's where you end up there. But um, good things on the outside pushes up ways in which we don't feel like we deserve stuff and ways in which we don't feel like we deserve goodness keeps the goodness away. And that's an interesting part of problem solving because of course, just to decide a longstanding problem in your life ought to go away. You have to have a certain amount of self-worth, right? Probably all of you right now have a problem in your life that you're far too okay with and you think it's just the way it is. Talk to any couple who's been together longer than 30 years and you'll find things that they're putting up with that they probably don't need to be putting up with. They just decided, well, it's good enough. It's okay. It's not fulfilling all my wildest dreams, but, and maybe that's healthy for them and maybe it's not. Only they can decide that. But to me, there's a kind of greediness for one's own fulfillment that comes from not an I deserve because deserving implies that you have to do something to get it. But just that it's your birthright, that fulfillment is your birthright. And that's coming from a different place. It's a different orientation to problem solving. That this is, in, this is a, a rock on the geyser of my being. And it's my birthright for it to flow. And what that will look like, I don't know. But I got to get this rock out of the way. Rather than, well, I guess you can't always do what you love or you, you know, I guess some people will never blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever story you tell that justifies your lack of self-expression. So you see how problem solving is a spiritual practice. That's like my punchline for everything. So you see whatever I've been talking about is a spiritual practice. If you're really engaged with it and you allow yourself to be taken on the journey, then it is. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.